new week, same question. Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. Danny Sarek joins me. So, does Kyler Murray make his return on Sunday? There is a possibility. We try to put a percentage on it. Also, we get into the contributions the rookies have made thus far this season, plus a look ahead of the weather in Cleveland. And wait, is Danny filming the show? It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 693, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Buda Baker, one heart, one threat. This guy's unbelievable. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, half a five. He's in again. Some more Murray magic. Wow. Here's Craig Grealoux. So this is an audio only show here. Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm going to do my best to explain what is happening as we record here on this Wednesday afternoon. Danny is filming me care to explain there on why i am being videotaped on a random wednesday afternoon first day of november by the way happy november 1st because you look marvelous craig (laughs) i'm documenting it very well put we do a day in the life series where somebody in the organization all different departments basically vlogs their day record what you do in a regular day so people cardinals fans can Get an inside look at what goes beyond, you know, not just the football players and knowing that they're out there practicing, but what is everybody else in the building doing? I was selected to be the this week's day in the life employee that they followed. So that means I'm walking around with my phone recording pretty much everything that I do with obviously a few certain exceptions. And that included walking into the podcast studio today to record this and also getting you starting off the podcast. Great job. And I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'll put that on my resume, extra little credit there. Uh, So some behind the scenes of maybe some, well, today is a Wednesday. And then Wednesday is typically sideline exchange, which you also do. So all of that encompasses a day in the life. Yes. Press conferences, practice, sideline exchange interview, locker room, all that fun stuff. Okay. And this is the, let's see, Kyle Deroni had one. Our videographer, Slim had yes. one. Our security personnel. Am yes. I missing anyone? Is that it? I think that might be it so far. Okay. We'll have to get you on the list. <laughs> no. One talking head is enough. One talent is enough. And I volunteer you, Danny. So we're good. Uh, we can fine. check that box. Well, you're going to be in my day in the life anyway. There so there we go. So I'm, I'm nominating now... Our colleague, Darren Urban. Mr. Pessimist, Darren Urban. That'd be a lot of typing. It'd be a lot of... I don't know if you can hear my nails on there. I like that, yeah. Sound effects again. That would be be Darren's day in the life. Again, audio only here on Cardinals Cover (laughs) 2. All right, this Wednesday, brand new week, week nine. By the way, have you had a chance to take a look ahead and see what's in store, perhaps, for you and Paul and Media Relations, VP... Chris Melvin on the potential for Cleveland on Sunday? I have not. I don't think it's supposed to be terrible. I think in the 50s, which is obviously going to be a little chilly, right? Game day, a little wind. I don't think we're supposed to really get rain or snow, which is great. And I did plan ahead. I have a um, massive, massive like coat, a long coat. So I will be very warm in Cleveland. I'll probably be 
overdressed for the cold in that sense. Snow on the ground right now. Temperatures in the low 30s, low 40s. But I did notice, again, this is Wednesday. A lot can change between Wednesday and Sunday. There is a 35% chance of wet stuff. Really? Yes. Maybe I'll look out, like in Washington, where that all just happens when I'm in the press box and <laughs> Paul is down on the sideline during the game. Now, there was rain in the forecast in Seattle as well, but the we rain both held out. Off. Yes, yes. Okay. So maybe that will continue. Sorry, Paul. Every man for themselves. Did you happen to notice, though, during the open portion of practice on Wednesday, because everyone was focused on the quarterbacks, which we will get to, but they were using a little bit of the wet ball. There was a oh, bucket. Oh, I didn't notice that. There was a bucket next to the football and they were put dipping it in makes sense makes sense you have to do what you can and to a certain extent the cardinals are not going to be able to replicate what a lot of their road <laughs> games are about to start looking like because it's going to be cold and windy and likely filled with rain and or snow and so you can only do what you can do when you're out in the desert which is a beautiful time to live in the desert however makes it a little difficult when you are preparing to play games and outdoor stadiums in very cold places. So in December, visits to Pittsburgh, oh, Chicago, Philadelphia, how do you prepare for perhaps snow? Do we None get a of them snow machine roofs. in? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to watch practice in December and like shorts and a tank top and no <laughs> coat just to really, really get prepared. You and Buda Baker without the sleeves, Gosh. you know, you get to warm up. Yeah. Okay. I'm not built like Buddha. I, I, I don't my I don't have that warm blood. All right, so week nine, Cardinals in Cleveland, perhaps weather a factor in the game on Sunday, which, by the way, kicks off at 11 a.m. Arizona time, 6.30 a.m. Pre-game coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. And the question that... Well, obviously, everyone else in Cleveland, we're going to get an extra hour of sleep on yes. Sunday. Daylight mountain, savings. Mountain standard time, Arizona doesn't change. So, yes, a little bit more of rest. We got big plans son, uh, Saturday night in Cleveland? I don't think so. That would require an extra hour of rest? Come on, Craig. Why you got to do me like that? An no. extra An extra hour to find some breakfast? Absolutely. That's what I plan on doing. All right. So here we are, once again, same question. Before we get into that, though. Come on. I know it's coming, Craig. Remind this, everybody. <laughs> well, we've been reminding everybody for a while now. This was Saturday. After Kyler Murray was not activated off the physical. You went back anim- to my Twitter? Oh, yes, I did. Oh, Craig. Again, I do research here on Cardinals Cover 2. Danny's tweet Saturday afternoon. It was a long one, so I only took out the <laughs> part that was most important. She wrote, I will humbly accept I was wrong in my prediction of his return on our shows this week. And you admitted publicly online, and then also that you were wrong during Sunday's pregame on Tuesday's Underground, and now I'll give you another opportunity here on Cardinals Cover 2, where your prediction originated. I was bamboozled. (laughs) Let's just put it that way, Craig. All the signs were there that Kyler Murray could have returned, in my opinion, Sunday against the Ravens. From, From what we saw in practice, looking like he was doing a little bit more, being told that he was full go and he was fully feeling good, healthy, um... They, for a while, had that open roster spot after cutting safety Kayvon Wallace. And I still believe, to a certain extent, whenever Kyler Murray does make his return, the playbook will be condensed. The aspects that are going to be new to him in his career, being under center, more play action, more designed runs. 
I would imagine that it makes the most sense to ease him into those aspects, and we'll see an increase in that, is my prediction, a few games into Kyler Murray playing. So I, I thought, if, if we're being told Kyler Murray's healthy and you've got this roster spot, why wouldn't he play? Well, turns out he might not fully be ready, whether that's physical or mental or whatever they the team thought was best for them to put themselves in a position to win, which is obviously the priority, right? The health and safety and, and making sure everybody is doing their part. So I understand that. I will sit here and say that I was wrong. And I'm really crossing my fingers that neither Omo nor Cody is going to clip that off and use that in an open in the future because that would be incredibly embarrassing. But I don't want to be asked when I think Kyler Murray's making his return because if it's Cleveland, if it's Atlanta, November 8th is a deadline after the Atlanta game for him to either be placed on the pup list for the rest of the year or on the roster. I don't want to be asked that crap because I apparently don't know anything. So that's all I have to say. I was wrong. So in summation, Danny was wrong. Craig was right. But I am going to ask the question anyway. Because going into this week, I at least think there's a chance. Small chance. Now, I gave it 0% chance the first two weeks that that practice window was open. But I do believe there is a little bit of a chance. Not a lot of a chance. But maybe 10, 15, 20% chance. I am expecting Clayton Toon to get the start on Sunday. Now that we know Josh Dobbs is no longer on the roster, best of luck to him with the Minnesota Vikings. But a third week of practice? I still don't think that's enough practice time for Kyler. That's why I'm more looking forward to the Atlanta game. But you got to hold out hope, especially if you're a Kyler Murray fan, which we all are, and we're waiting. We've been waiting to see number one in this offense. I do think there is a chance. I am in agreement with you that I think it will likely be Clayton Toon. When Jonathan Gannon walked into the press conference room Monday and before taking questions said that Clayton Toon was going to get the start over Josh Dobbs, and if it weren't going to be Toon, it'd be Kyler Murray if he's ready to go, we should have known something was coming for him to just be so forthcoming in that. We should have think, huh, the trade deadline's coming up on Tuesday. Maybe the Cardinals will be active. It went over all of our heads. Uh, But yes, the Cardinals did send Josh Dobbs and a 2024 conditional seventh-round pick to Minnesota in exchange for a sixth-round pick next year, which... That trade, sidebar, makes sense to me. I think you've gotten what you can get out of Josh Dobbs, and if there's some trade value to the Vikings who just lost Kirk Cousins for the year with an Achilles injury, I should I should say for the year, when we're seeing Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. make a, a quick recovery, you never really know these days. Um, that so- was week one versus week eight, <laughs> so I think we're all safe to say that we've seen Kirk Cousins for the last time at least this season. I, I like the Cardinals taking advantage of the trade value there because – you can rock with Clayton Toon for a week if you have to. Kyler Murray's return is imminent. Whether that's in one week, two weeks, three weeks, you know it's coming. And so you can you can rock with Clayton Toon for however many weeks you might have to. So I do like that trade. I think bringing in Jeff Driscoll, who was, who's was who been around this team for a long time, the Cardinals cut him recently for roster moves, they re-signed him. Um, having a third quarterback doesn't really make my ears perk up anymore in terms of how does that affect whether or not Kyler Murray's going to play. Gannon had said it, and I believe it. He likes having three quarterbacks. I think even if Kyler Murray were healthy to start the season, you would have had a backup on the active roster and a a quarterback on the practice squad. So adding Driscoll to the practice squad doesn't really change whether or not I think Kyler is going to make his return. I just, it, it feels like it's all been kind of pointing towards waiting those final three weeks, which would take him to Atlanta, and that 
Clayton Tude could get the start. I think when you say the phrasing, it'll be tuned if Kyler's not ready, I think that's more just to make it kind of keep the mystery of like, ooh, is Kyler going to play instead of just coming out and saying Clayton Tune's going to be the starter in, in Cleveland on Sunday. I also don't think it's possible at all that the Cardinals activate Kyler Murray by Saturday and then he doesn't play, right? He's not going to be uh, inactive. He's not going to be active and be Clayton Tune's backup. If Kyler Murray's going to be activated to the roster, it means he's going to play on that Sunday. That's where you and I will agree. Because if you activate Kyler on Saturday, you're activating him to play, and you're not activating him to play to be the backup. You're activating him to play to be the starter against the Cleveland Browns. And then if it doesn't happen on Saturday, then it will happen on Wednesday, November 8th. And then we're like, okay, he's on the roster. Now is he active on game day to be your starter? Now, can I get you to increase the potential, the percentage of Kyler starting on Sunday when I tell you that there are, as we speak on Saturday, uh, Wednesday here, there are two open roster spots. Does that matter I, any? You know what, Craig? I've learned my lesson. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to fall for it. I'm just not. All I'm right. sorry. I'm going to try here. I'm going to try one more I know, time. I know, I, I know I've been, uh, you know, deemed the title of optimist, but <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Okay. When Gannon on Wednesday asked about all three quarterbacks... Kyler Murray, quote, fired up, ready to go, was really good in Wednesday's team meeting. Does that do anything for you? No, okay. because because we know that Kyler has been active in team meetings and we know that he's been there and he's been a participant and we know the type of competitor that Kyler is. So I absolutely believe he's fired up. I believe he's been fired up since he woke up off that table getting surgery to have his ACL repaired. And on Clayton Toon, quote, we'll let it rip. If he's QB1. I also believe we got a good look not only through training camp, but the preseason games of Clayton Toon and and the power he has in that arm, the power mobility he has in his legs. I also believe that. And Gannon, finally, on Jeff Driscoll, quote, knows the offense, he's ready to go. I mean, Driscoll's been here for a while. He's, he was only away from the team for, what, maybe two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. So I also believe that. So three for three, JG. Okay, now... And we'll get to what we saw during the open portion of practice in a minute. But the fact that my expectation, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Danny. My expectation is it is going to be Clayton Toon on Sunday. He certainly sounded like he was the starting quarterback as he addressed reporters in front of his locker on Wednesday. Now, he didn't come out and say that, but he stood strong, chest out, back straight, and he just he sounded confident, which is Regardless if he's your starter or your backup, you want that in a player who has a uniform on game day because you never know. You're the backup. You get that tap on the shoulder. you got to go out there. And to hear him say, yeah, it's going to be different, again, if he is the guy, it's going to be different. The speed of the game, he's never experienced that, albeit one play on a special team's fake punt. And then on the road, potential weather, But the confidence that he's had since day one, and you go back to when he was drafted and that media call that he had with reporters afterwards, meaning asked about getting drafted in the fifth round, quote, I think I'm the best quarterback in this class. That confidence that the media saw outside of his locker Wednesday is the confidence I have seen him in every setting, even if I'm just walking past him around the facility. I know that doesn't say much about how he could lead a huddle, command a huddle, and and lead a team to success. 
he does seem even keeled. He does seem like he has that same confidence, the same attitude every single day. That was something that left tackle DJ Humphreys talked about to the media Wednesday was that he is, you know, he knows full heartedly that Clayton Toon can go in and command the huddle and believes in himself and believes in this team and has the patience to not get caught up or overwhelmed with everything that's going on of the atmosphere of the fans and having to dissect what you're seeing in the defense and getting the play call in his helmet and having to deliver that play call to your offense that you can tell that Humphreys truly believes and sees that Clayton Toon has the confidence and understanding to handle everything that comes with being a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I think it was big to hear DJ say that, one, that he's a fan of Clayton, and then two, what you just said, because that matters. When you walk into that huddle as a quarterback, you can't give off that vibe that, oh no, what am I walking into? You can't have the uneasiness or afraid, not sure what's going to happen. You need to walk into that huddle feeling confident about yourself. Even maybe deep down inside, you've got a bundle of nerves, which I'm sure Clayton will have. Again, if he's the guy, we would all have those nerves making your first career start. But being able to channel that and understand, okay, this is my assignment, this is my role, and we'll see how it goes, and maybe they increase what they ask him to do as the game progresses or as the weeks progress as he's the guy. But if you can find to your point about when Kyler Murray comes back, no, it's not the entire playbook, but you find what Clayton likes to do, is confident in doing, and is successful in doing based off what you saw in practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Darren Urban asked Toon Wednesday the benefits of being drafted and not starting right away and and how you can kind of learn and take things in. And Toon said that there is merit to that. And I'm sure it helps for this aspect that Kyler Murray hasn't really been able to do much besides be vocal in meeting rooms because that's allowed Clayton Toon to go out and already be acting as your second string quarterback the last eight weeks to Josh Dobbs and get those reps in practice and 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 still learn and discuss things with all the quarterbacks in that room. So it's not like Toon, it's not a situation where it's, oh shoot, he's been acting like a third string quarterback and now he's coming in. He's he's really just been the backup. And so you would think that will help too to a certain extent of hopefully whatever nerves or anything he had, he shook off in the preseason when he was getting those reps, those looks with the offense and Hopefully he's able to come in and we're able to still see that command and that confidence Sunday in Cleveland if he is the starting quarterback. And even going back to those reps that Clayton got in training camp on those couple of days in which Colt McCoy did not throw. Okay, now Clayton was the guy throwing to Hollywood Brown, Michael Wilson. So he has those connections. Again, training camp versus practice versus a game much different. But Clayton Toon has a heck of a lot more reps in this offense than Kyler Murray does right now. And and they're very different quarterbacks. But how many times were, were we watching training camp practices and we would say, Clayton Toon looks good. And we would say, has he earned the spot over Colt McCoy? We had those discussions watching practice. And you wonder now about the ability to not only just roll out, but use his legs to buy more time. Perhaps, again, that was the big surprise that we all had about Dobbs was, wow, how mobile and how athletic he was scrambling for a first down when it was third and 15 or third and 20. 
can Clayton Toon do that? What you hope you don't see is a lot of the times with young quarterbacks, when the pocket breaks down or there's the first instinct of trouble, you immediately bolt that pocket and start to head downfield. That is easier said than done. Again, I've never done it. But you want to be able to hang in there a little bit more, hope for the protection is good. But even if you know you're going to get hit, stand in there, absorb the punishment, and make sure you get that pass off. And it's going to be an interesting week for that when you're facing the number one defense in the Cleveland Browns, led by Miles Garrett, who's tied for the third most sacks in the league with eight and a half. Four of those strip sack. Gotta hang on to the ball. Even if you're going down, hang on to the ball. Number one in total yards, passing yards, third down, opponent completion percentage. That's what potentially Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray faces on Sunday. Now, going back to the open portion of practice, did you happen to notice anything that would have swayed your mind one way or the other? In terms of Kyler Murray or Clayton Toon? Or Jeff Driscoll. I mean, No, no because it, it was still Clayton Toon getting those those first reps that what we were seeing. And, and when we first walked out there, it was... Tune and Driscoll going through the same routines, the same type of throws, and Kyler Murray was doing shorter throws kind of off on his own. And Clayton Tune was taking snaps from Yelda Froholt, Jeff Driscoll from Carter O'Donnell, Kyler Murray from Keith Ishmael. And Kyler was still throwing to practice squad receivers and tight ends. At least that's what we saw Wednesday. Does that change when we leave? Potentially. Does it change like, on maybe Thursday? Maybe they're playing chess. Maybe it changes on Friday. Who knows? But again, my expectation, without predicting anything, because I don't want to be like Danny and be wrong on Sunday when we all reconvene, although you guys will be in Cleveland, I'll be in my cozy studio where it will not be raining indoors. Well, hopefully it <laughs> won't be raining outdoors where I am, Craig. Not I don't know why way. you're trying to manifest this. I'm trying to be like you, where you manifest things. Right, to but I, true. I manifest things like players having good games or players that can have an immediate impact coming back from injury. You're trying to manifest <laughs> me being cold and wet from the rain, standing out on a field, and and having equipment that I have to keep dry. Yeah, but those it's are only, not the same things, Craig. True, it's only pregame. At least it's not three hours like it is for Paul. True, and then I go back down as the game is ending, the final few minutes. That's true. So if it rains, you will have to deal with my wrath on Monday. How about that? That's a manifestation, Craig. Okay. I look forward to Monday. (laughs) By the way, if it is Clayton Toon on Sunday, Cardinals will then be starting, perhaps starting, four rookies on offense. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, right tackle. That's just where this team is at. We're not even talking about the rookies on defense. Nope. That That's just where you are at. And part of that is from injuries. Part of that, I think, is what you knew this year was going to look like when you're looking at the personnel, the players that have been traded away or walked away, and the transition year that this is of not only trying to have success right now, but set yourself up for long-term success. We haven't gotten the injury report yet, However, you're talking about running back, and we did not see Amari DiMercato out there in the open portion. So that is something to keep an eye on because it hasn't really been a true running backs by committee approach since James Conner first went down with his knee injury that placed him on IR. Cardinals have really just been running with the hot hand, and that has been DiMercato as of late. 
So we'll have to keep an eye out for him on the injury report and and see what what that is and what his status will be because that would be that would be a big blow for the Cardinals if DiMercato is not able to play. Saw a lot of Keontae Ingram late in that game, basically the last quarter and a half, and wasn't quite sure what had happened to DiMercato, but obviously he is right now on the mend. And remember, Damian Williams placed on practice squad injured reserve after he suffered a foot injury on Sunday so the Cardinals might be looking a little bit different at the running back position but that's Cardinals rookie class the draft class is one thing and then you throw in DiMercato Starling Thomas but this draft class the nine players and it's really eight because John Gaines lost for the season on IR but those eight players 24 starts by the 2024 or the 2023 Cardinals draft class That is two more than last year's draft class that had 22 starts, 13 of which by Trey McBride. And here's what is impressive is you don't really have to start all of them. Sure, Paris Johnson Jr. as your right tackle, when you take him six overall, right, you're you're picking a player who you are expecting to come in and start. Michael Wilson, there were other receivers. Michael Wilson didn't have as big of a role as he has had guaranteed to him. He earned that. Um, on defense, it's been injuries to get defensive lineman Dante Stills in there, but he has looked good. He His snap count has increased week after week. Garrett Williams comes back from injury, and his snap counts increased significantly, and he has been very clearly playing a vital role, mostly with the safeties or slot corner, but he has come in and had an important role. Keetrell Clark, the cornerback. Now, he was starting and then hasn't been playing, and I think that's less about something that Clark was doing and more about your undrafted rookie Starling Thomas just getting comfortable since he only joined the Cardinals right before the regular season started. I think it's it's more of a case of Thomas has just looked really good in practice and, and earned that spot over Clark. I don't think it's so much what Clark has done. But the point is that these rookies, B.J. Ojolari, who's, who's becoming more active on the defense, you're not just giving these rookies reps and starts because you have to. I mean, yes, injuries are playing a role. They are earning their spots. And then the big play on Sunday late in that game by Owen Papo recovering the yes. onside kick. And we heard from special teams coordinator Jeff Rogers earlier in the week on how much Papo was taken to playing special teams, going into Jeff's office and asking, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What can I do better? Even though he comes in, as do most college draft picks, and Jeff Rogers brought this up, not a lot of all pros, or I should say all conference players, are special teams players in the Power Five conferences. And then you come in day one in the NFL, and no longer are you a big fish. You're amongst many big fishes, and you have to figure out some way to get on the football field. And for 99% of those players, that's on special teams. And then you make your way more on offense or defense. Very impressive from the rookie class as a whole. It's impressive that the players that general manager Monty Austin for it has either drafted or signed and brought in and also from this coaching staff for figuring out how to get the most out of their players and put that in cohesiveness of everybody doing what they do best and how does that fit the team best and and give that and we should say too you know John Gaines you mentioned the final preseason game had a season-ending knee injury he was playing so well he had earned the backup center spot so he should get, you know, his flower. I know I'm not getting my flowers because I was wrong about Kyler coming back against the Ravens. So I will give mine metaphorically to John Gaines. Okay. What happened to your flowers? I was wrong, Craig. 
you keep bringing it up. I was ready to move on and talk about this rookie class and how well they've been playing and contributing. And again, not just on the field, but making an impact when they are on the field, unlike Kyler Murray, who is yet to be on the field. And But in your world, he would have been on the field. Yes. Maybe in Cleveland, maybe at State Farm Stadium against the Falcons. Time will tell. Okay. Sideline exchange. Who was the player that you stopped to talk about Cleveland, potentially Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray or whatever else was on your mind? One of the best left tackle, DJ Humphreys, who might be the best quote in that locker room. He's so great. His energy is just phenomenal and palpable. And we did. We talked about possibly having, you know, you're, you're prepping throughout the week for possibly, to our knowledge, at least Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray. And some adversity on the O-line that they have faced recently. Uh, we did talk about Miles Garrett and this Browns defense and how you keep him at bay. So as expected, DJ Humphreys was fantastic in the interviews. That sideline exchange will be out Thursday on our website, azcardinals.com, and official YouTube channel. Just don't tell Humphreys he's the longest tenured Cardinals player. He doesn't, he doesn't like, like being you... told he's old. No, he does not at all. It's just, it really bugs him. I mean, he's still, okay, Relatively speaking, compared to me, <laughs> he is very young, yet he has been here for so long, Okay, so, since 2015, yet he still is that fresh baby-faced kind of guy, likes to joke, will be serious when he has to be. There have been a couple of times I've seen an upset DJ Humphreys. It's not pleasant. You stay as far away as possible <laughs> from 74 when that happens. But he is one of the good guys in that locker room that you hope is here his entire Cardinals career. Absolutely. And and players like Humphreys help with the culture change that's going on, help with everybody staying focused and not getting caught up in the adversity, not just on the offensive line, but with the quarterback change and continuing to do your business the same every single day. Some of that adversity on the offensive line, Tristan Cologne, who we did not see during the open portion of practice on Wednesday, dealing with a calf. And then that happened two snaps, two plays into the game on Sunday. Dennis Daly came in and earned rave reviews from head coach Jonathan Gannon coming in there to play a little left guard. So potentially another change along that offensive line. But knock on wood, Danny, that offensive line has been pretty consistent this entire season. Couldn't say that in previous years, but when you know you're going to have your five from left to right, and in particular that interior of the offensive line outside of the left tackle, which has kind of been a little bit of a rotation recently, that certainly bodes well for whoever is going to be the starting quarterback. You probably saw my jaw just drop. We just got the injury report. So first we'll do the Cardinals real quick. Offensive lineman Tristan Cologne did not practice with a calf. Running back Amari DiMercato did not practice with a toe. And wide receiver Michael Wilson did not practice with a shoulder. Chris Barnes was limited with a hamstring. Greg Dortch limited with an ankle. Kevin Strong limited with a shoulder. Kyler Murray, full participant with a knee. Let me count how many Browns players are on. <laughs> hang on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 Browns players on this injury report. I don't know I've ever seen that before. Including Miles Garrett, although his is listed as rest slash shoulder. But yeah, that's a, that's a rather lengthy DNP limited list for a player or for a team here entering Week 9. But again, as expected, Kyler Murray, a full participant. 
He will not likely have an practice designation again this week on Thursday or Friday. We will wait to see what the injury designation is on Friday afternoon and then wait for Saturday afternoon if Kyler Murray is activated. And once again, if number one is activated on Saturday, he's being activated to start, not to be the backup to Clayton Toon. And if it doesn't happen this week, then a week from today, you and I will be talking on November 8th and we'll have this conversation again but with some new information because Kyler Murray will definitively be on the 53-man roster. If that's the case, I will feel a lot stronger about my stance on when Kyler Murray will make his return <laughs> than I do right now. Okay. But at least we established one thing here on this Wednesday edition of Cardinals Covered 2. Danny was wrong. Craig was right. By the way, I do <sighs> want to end this on a positive note when it comes to you being right or wrong. And this I'll let you figure out how you want to go. But considering what is happening elsewhere in town, game five, Craig. Chase Field, the Rangers lead the Diamondbacks three games to one. How are we feeling, Danny? You you know what? I came on this podcast a week ago and I said, go D-backs. It's not like my mind is changing. Paul asked me today at practice if I was buying you know a third-party ticket in case the Rangers wanted to go celebrate. And look, there is still joy if, if my hometown team wins. There is a lot of joy knowing that my father, who grew up a Rangers fan and, and going to opening day instead of going to work for many years, and my friends and my family getting to experience a parade. That, that is, I'm not going to pretend like that won't make me happy that they will get to experience that. Would I think it would be fun to experience that here in Phoenix? Absolutely. I know you said I can't have a win-win scenario here, and I'm not cheering against the D-backs by any means, but if the Rangers do end up winning the World Series, there will still be some happiness for my friends and family and what they will get to experience back home. Are you flying back to Arlington to be a part of the parade? No, No, I'm flying to Cleveland, Craig. (laughs) Basically, I just wanted to make sure you got your father another shout-out. Of course, every week, every week. week. Got to figure out how to get mom and dad into the uh, broadcast here on Cardinals Cover 2. All right, on that note, Again, a lot learned here on this Wednesday. And more importantly, the fact that, once again, Danny was wrong. Craig was right. We'll let that hang. On that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro, our associate producer, Cody Fincher. For Danny Sarek, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.